Yeah! It's the five, two, the podcast. That's right. It's the five tool podcast, people. Coming at you in this post-apocalyptic world of ours. Pre-apocalyptic. Pre-apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Pre. Pre. That's a big word for you, Butcher. Pre-apocalyptic. Black Josh, you good? Oh, he's sipping his whiskey. Rum. Rum. And yes, I will be good once I make another drink. He's going to make another drink. Seamus, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Killer Kyle, you good? Yeah! That's what we like to hear here at the Five Tool Podcast. We are back. And we are feeling good. It's day 700 of quarantine. We're all just sitting here wasting away in our little... It's not true. In our little bubbles here. Quarantine, what's that, man? I'm still working. Uh, Yeah, I think we're all still working. Well... I think Black Josh took a voluntary layoff at his job. He's terrified. But I just want to get everybody's thoughts and how everybody's holding up here in our pre-apocalyptic world with COVID-19 looming above all of our lives. Kilikai, how you been holding up? It's business as usual over here, boys. Well, you were saying that you're taking a lot of vitamins. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're asking about... Yeah, so... You know what's so funny? Um, I was at Target this last weekend, and of course, and I was in Delafield. So I was at the Delafield Target. The, the toilet paper aisle was completely bare. There was nothing there, right? So I just wanted to look. I was I got enough toilet paper. I went to then the vitamin and supplement aisle, and they had Airborne on clearance. What? They had, yeah, it was on clear to six bucks off these airborne packets that and it, it's the reduced stress kind. I don't know what that means, but there was I bought 16 drink packets of airborne for nine bucks. Jeez. So I bought a bunch of them and I drink two of them a day um, because I. I am labeled a critical worker, so HVAC guys are essential, and I'm never going to get laid off, so I've given up on thinking I'm in a quarantine, and now I'm on the, I'm just going to take a shit ton of vitamins and make my immune system my bitch, and just vitamin out. You can over-ingest, though. Be careful. Yeah, be careful, Kyle. We care about you. You're essential. I I take two Airborns. That's it. One at one in the morning, one at night, and occasional B vitamin. And I drink my five-hour energies and whatnot. But I'm trying to keep my immune system up, boys. Keep it up. We need the you. City, the city of Milwaukee needs me for heat. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. good thing it's pretty much fucking summertime <laughs> well HVAC it includes we, AC. we do AC too yes yeah. we're not ready for that's, AC that's the yet. AC in HVAC 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're talking HVAC here on the Five Tool Podcast. Whole hour, right. <laughs> whole hour on HVAC. Yeah, you're also Kyle. You're also essential to the Five Tool Podcast, and we have been deemed essential by me. So we will continue. <laughs> we will continue to be recording throughout this uh, pandemic going on here. Seamus, how are you holding up in this uh, pre-apocalyptic world we're living in? Well, I'm I'm driving. I was down in Miami, where it's hot, so it's you know. It's nope. supposed to be harder for this thing to be sticking around. But I'll tell you, I, I was telling you guys last week about how crazy, last on Saturday, how crazy it was with my Friday drive. Now, Butcher, you will know this because you, a couple years ago, you took that vacation when you went down to Florida. Florida. And, and you came up, you came up, you came up through Atlanta, remember? That's right. And I, I warned you about how crazy traffic was going to be on the Atlanta bypass. That's right. I remember that phone call. Monday evening, 5 p.m. Atlanta time, the heart of rush hour. I went from one side of Atlanta to the other on the bypass, and I did it at 65 miles an hour. It took me a half hour. That's crazy, because I, I don't know, maybe maybe because we, li- we live in a more rural community up here. Not super rural, but like, the life hasn't seemed to change where, we're, where, we, where our headquarters are here in West Bend, Wisconsin, like... Life hasn't changed much. There's not a whole lot that's closed down. There seems to be just as many people on the roads. Every grocery store is still packed. I mean, traffic is, I mean, about normal as it, as it always is. But you're kind of all around and seeing different things. And Kyle was talking about this before we hit record that Milwaukee seems to be going on as planned, at least the north side of Milwaukee. There's really, he hasn't seen a whole lot of changes. And I, I haven't seen a whole lot here other than a couple stores closing here and there. Starbucks is closed, so i got to get McDonald's coffee every day, which is fine. But, like, other than that, there's not a whole lot of differences that I've noticed out here. I mean, liquor stores are as busy as ever. I mean, yeah, the grocery stores. They've been deemed essential. They are essential. In Wisconsin, they are. Yeah, they are. But, yeah. Well, now, I mean, the safer at home order just went into place. So now that that has gone into place, it's, we might see some changes now. Well, it was supposed to start today, so I mean, anyone who was involved in it was supposed to be closing, but what I noticed on that, that Safer at Home bill is that they didn't really add anything that, was already, that wasn't already in place from the week prior when they said stuff was closing. Like, yeah, the haircut places are closed, the tattoo parlors are closed, restaurants have been closed for a while, other than the to-go stuff. So, it, I don't know, here it doesn't feel quite as is different as it probably does in different places in the country. Black Josh, I want to get, a, get your thoughts. How have you been holding up in this pre-apocalyptic wasteland that is 2020 in the United States of America? Amazing, because I haven't been to work in probably about a week now. <laughs> and now I got a whole, I got an extra month now. Killing it. So, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm just sitting back, drinking, relaxing. Yeah. Doing some puzzles. He's <laughs> doing puzzles here. We'll have a puzzle podcast next week on the show. I want to get get you guys' thoughts since I, I know we haven't been, like, holed up in quarantine, but I kind of want to get, get thoughts on what people have been watching on TV and shit without, without sports. Don't fucking get me started, Rob. Tell me, what have you been watching? I've been watching the fucking news, and it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, that's all you've been watching? No, not all. I get I watch it until I get fucking sick of it, then I turn it off. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Killer Kyle, what have you been watching now in our post-apocalyptic wasteland? Well, I'm playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto, which I'm doing right now. And 
I'm watching, so I'm watching the circus on Showtime. That's one of my favorite documentaries right now. It's about, well, it started with the Trump 26 campaign and now it's, I'm on season three. It's talking about his uh, Russia involvement. It's a really good documentary. It's called The Circus. Highly recommended. Shout out Showtime for just constantly putting out bangers of shows. All right, all right. And and then I'm watching Paw Patrol. Yeah. I'm watching that. Paw Patrol is still going strong. Yes, it is. Always. Paw Patrol will always be there for us. Chris... I mean, Shout out Rubble. Rubble. Rubble on the double. That's right. Seamus, what you been watching? Well, I started doing a lot of <laughs> sports documentaries. And this week it's on NBC Sports Network is Hockey Week in America. And each day they have a different theme. You know, Game 7s or O-Time games or Series Clinch games. One of the nights they're going to do... Um, the Sidney Crosby versus Alexander Ovechkin rivalry. And so they've been replaying all of these old games. So that's, I've been kind of tuning into NBC Sports Network on my Hulu. Great. <laughs> well, we are... Bitch. <laughs> I was really and hoping... I've been playing MLB The Show 20, gentlemen. Dig it. I was really hoping that you were going to say you were watching The Road, Chris. You disappointed me. I mean, Seamus. <laughs> well, speaking of MLB The Show 2020... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let you guys in on this little nugget that I found out. Pornhub Premium... I'm sorry, I'm too excited. Pornhub Premium... 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 It's free right now. All right, you can give us an update on that on Saturday and how that's oh, going for you. I will. I, he's going yeah, to be too exhausted. He's going to be out of toilet paper by then. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of MLB The Show... You're welcome. Tw- <coughs> speaking of MLB The Show 2020, Seamus, this is uh, mainly for you. Um, so our friend Eric Agnew at the Miller Park Minute is starting his own podcast page, and he's got his own website. But in the meantime, before the podcast starts streaming from him, because... Um, he said that we kind of inspired him to start his own podcast. He's been playing MLB The Show 2020 online and showing his games. Now, Seamus, I'm proposing this to you. Five Tool Podcast versus Miller Park Minute in a game, streamed online. You, you playing him for the champion of the Brewers Podcast Networks. Who is the better MLB The Show player? So we're, we're going to hope that we can get you against Eric to showdown on MLB The Show 2020 and see what happens. What do you think? Um, I'm I'm up for it. Give me, I need a couple of more days because I'm like Eric. I don't get to play it during the week. Oh, likely excuse. Yeah, that sounds so, like a likely excuse. And they've, made, they've made a couple of tweaks from, from the show 19 to the show 20. I'm, I'm getting through them. It's not. It's not entirely different. It's not learning an entirely different gameplay or a different AI. But there are things that are a little bit different that I am kind of learning as I go. So, you know, he's had he's had a week plus of playing this. Give me uh give me a couple of days and get me up and ready and I'll I'll I'm on board. All right, that's right people. So we're going to reach out to Eric Agnew about getting Seamus versus Eric Agnew from the Miller Park Minute. To play the show 2020 for the Grand Champion. You gotta hope they're on the same 
platforms. Yeah, I hope you guys are on the same platforms. We'll figure all that out. But in other baseball news... Well, I, I think it's still only available for PS4. I, I don't know. We'll figure all that out. We'll figure out the semantics, and we'll get that streamed online for you people to see who the grand champion is. But in other baseball news, the biggest news of all, opening day is tomorrow. Actually, no, it's not. But it would be tomorrow, and it's kind of really sad, and I'm kind of depressed about this. Quick update, it is only available on PlayStation. Okay, it is only available on PlayStation. But I hope that everybody wears their Brewers gear tomorrow to support the team in this trying time. Um, I've been looking online at some different, you know... I'm wearing my fucking Brewer gear right now. Well, you've been wearing that shirt for three weeks now. No. I just did my laundry yesterday. According to a tweet from uh, a Craig Mish, he says, Sources say that both sides would like 140 to 150 games this season. Weekly doubleheaders are possible. Regular season games potentially in October. The June draft will be cut in half at least. That's just one speculation. According to Jeff Passan of ESPN, he says um, playoff games and World Series could occur in November, and the MLB will consider holding those games in neutral, warm weather cities or in domes, and multiple players have agreed, and they would consider playing up to two double headers per week to try to get as many games in as possible this season. I like it. And so those are some ideas that have been floated around. Shorten the draft, you know, extend, have the playoffs go a little later, and if need be, have them in neutral sites. I like um, it. I know Mariano Rivera said that if you had a shortened season, if you play 80 games in a season, that, that you shouldn't feel good if you win a championship. Um, and I agree. He, he was pretty happy about I mean, he was pretty adamant about that. So how short of a season would it make it how how short of a season would there be that to still make it worth it to play have a full have a season of baseball? What do you guys think? Anybody can chime in. I'm I'm saying anything less than 120 is still not, yeah that's not the number worth I was going with not 120 worth it. Uh, 120 or so anything less than that it wouldn't be worth it to even play the full season and play playoff games or would it still be okay to just you have can a, still play the games but the World Series wouldn't matter yeah World Series wouldn't matter at that think point you could be proud of yourself after that. Yeah. Seamus, you agree with that? Unless the Dodgers yeah, win. I, the 120 is, I, I like that number, 120. Yeah, 120 is kind of the minimum. Hey, come up with your own number, guy. <laughs> I had that number in my head, and unfortunately you chimed in first, damn it. He said anybody can chime in. That's true, that's true. Usually I point it out. But, um, uh, Killer Kyle, I want to get your thoughts. How short of a season is is feasible to have and still make a postseason worth it? I don't know. I I don't think we're even going to see 120 games. I think that's a reach. I I think if anything, it's going to be half the season, and no matter what they do, it's it's going to be an asterisk season, no matter what, because games are not. It's not going to be a full season. There's just no way, and it's going to be a long little ride here until. Uh, we get the go-ahead to commence sports activities, so... I, Not necessarily. I think so. I mean, unless... I don't know. I mean, Trump is saying he wants to get America up and running by Easter. So if that's the case, then, you know, it might... The 120 games sounds a lot better, but... 
I just don't see it. I think it'll be shorter than that, and it's gonna. It's just gonna be. It's a weird year. It's yeah. gonna be a weird year for baseball this year. Yeah, because there's got to be that training period that's got to take place with where teams get together and do their their workouts, and then the the, the simulated games or you know spring training type games where, where where teams are getting back into the swing of things. So I mean, even, that there's that too. That same with basketball. That's what I want to talk about with you, Kyle, is because we talked about this on the last show. But you weren't available at the time because you were eating pizza with a fork and knife. But yeah. now, now that you're all healthy and better again from that, um, I want to get your thoughts on the NBA. What happens now? Like, if say say Easter rolls around, things start to get back to normal. What kind of a season are we going to see for basketball, or is this a lost season? Gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. What what can you do? I think they're the players are going to need some time to get back. You can't just up and go, and you can't just end the season and go right into the playoffs. I mean, these guys haven't been active in like a month now. So I don't, I'm not sure what the NBA has in store for us, but I'm going to be really fucking pissed if they don't play the rest of the season because the Bucks were having the best year in franchise history this year. And of course, not anymore. Well, they, st- I mean, <laughs> can't take away what they did in the games they played. I mean, they were killing it and just really sucks. It sucks for the city of Milwaukee because we got robbed of some really good basketball and a lot of money for the city. Yeah, and, and that, I mean, we're feeling the effects of that all around. I mean, everybody's losing and stuff, but I mean, it seems like the Bucks are losing more than most. I mean, and, and Sheamus, I know what the Bruins. They're losing a lot because, I mean, but more so for the Bucks because they haven't had that title since 71. And, yeah, this was their season. And the, the longer this goes on, the less of a chance we have of finishing this basketball season. Yeah, there may still be some baseball. It seems like the NFL might be able to go almost completely unscathed, luckily for them. But in, in terms of the NHL and the NBA... It really seems like we're not going to have an end to this basketball season. It really seems like that. Not, not, not quite. Not quite. The NHL put out a press release today <laughs> telling teams to have their rinks game ready in July. And the, per, the, the proposal now is July and August to finish up the season, or uh, July to finish up the season. Postseason in August, September be the off months, and start camp again in, in mid-October. And that's what the NHL is, is proposing right now. That's what they're proposing. and that, I mean, you know, The MLB and the NBA have their proposals too, but no, none of them control what's happening here in, in the country in terms of this pandemic. Nobody actually knows what's gonna, what the next month is going to look like or the next two weeks even. So if this continues to get worse, there's no way that they can just start a season in the midst of all this. Otherwise, what was the point of shutting down altogether, right? Well, that's true, but I'm just saying they're 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 proposing rink ready in July. Well, I'm proposing that this all ends tomorrow, but I have no control, and neither does the NHL, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Yeah, the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, none of them are leaders of our country and really it's gonna come down to you know the president and all the you know guys in dc to 
to lead the way, you know, because we've never dealt with this before. Again, I'm not discounting what you guys are saying. You guys are absolutely right. But out of the four major sports in this country, the NHL is the first one that's actually given a fairly concrete timeline as long as everything falls into place. As long as everything falls into place, which is a big question mark. Because none of that's happened yet. Oh, it Nothing, is. Nothing's it falling is, into absolutely. Place. we got to wait and see what happens in China. Yeah, you kind of got to wait. And, yeah, we have to wait and see how this affects people and if it continues to grow. China's already opened up their airports to international travel. I know. Yeah, and they've already had a second wave of coronavirus hit, too. Yeah. And same thing with, yeah, Hong Kong has been dealing with that, too. I think they're on their third. third I mean, the wave. Olympics are done. The Olympics are postponed to next year. Which Summerfest I, is postponed till September. I know, right? Summerfest is postponed to September. Summerfest. Instead of 11 days, it's three weekends in September. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. I mean, and the one the one thing baseball side of this is if, if all gets better this year, I mean, we're going to have a World Baseball Classic and we're going to have the baseball and the Olympics the same year for the first time ever. So that'll be fun. We'll get an overdose of baseball coming next year. Um, so, yeah, moving on about baseball. Noah Syndergaard is going to have Tommy John surgery. My question now is, like, if you're a pitcher who even has a question about your elbow, should you, shouldn't you should you just go and get Tommy John's right now? Yes. Oh, yes. Just, just go and get it now, even if there's a question. Get your preemptive Tommy John's done. So that uh, Get it done now. Get it done and get it over with. Yeah. You're not playing. Because I really do think... I hate to say it. I don't really think we're going to see a baseball season this year. No, I don't. I agree. I hate I to totally say it. Agree. I, I mean, I, 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 I have a feeling we're not going to see an NHL finish. I have a feeling we're not going to see an NBA finish, and I have a feeling we're not going to have a baseball season this year. And it, it is all dumb. It all remains to be seen about the NFL. They haven't. They're the one. That I wouldn't we, say we're dumb at all. That's a very like educated. That's a really educated thing to say like that's the reality of the world we live in today mm, no hey Seamus I want to ask you did you have did you watch that uh Sandlot game uh no Trevor Power Trevor Tell Bauer put, Trevor Bauer put on that wiffle ball Sandlot game with a bunch of players from the MLB and they did a wiffle oh, ball game oh that's right no I missed it yeah, so you can find that on YouTube. They have like a 20-minute video about it. They basically show every at-bat, and there is a brewer involved, Jake Feria, the relief pitcher, um, who could potentially be a starter at some point. He was in it, and he was fucking knocking the ball pretty damn good. He's got a good swing for a relief pitcher, man, and they were even commenting on that. I think Mike Clevenger was involved, Trevor Bauer, and a bunch of players, you know, kind of mid, mid-level, some minor leaguers were involved. But it was a kind of fun to see, uh, even though you have to put up with Trevor Bauer for 20 minutes, because I fucking can't stand that guy. Even though he's right a lot of the times, I cannot stand Trevor Bauer. But yeah, it's kind of fun. I, I, I definitely think you should check it out. Um, so here's a, here's a report that actually kind of went under the radar in terms of... This, this is involved with Brewers and Bucks both. So Fox Sports has released... In terms of the Brewers, Dario Melendez, Craig Kashan, and Jerry Augustine, and other behind-the-scenes um, freelancers, including producers, directors, and talent production associates for Brewers and Bucks games. Did you guys hear about this? No. Over 50, oh. over 50 people were released from the Fox Sports team. When? 
just recently? Uh, I think it was just uh, like March 12th or something. Like like 50 people released it. And I'm sure this all has to do with the, p- the pandemic, and they may be bringing some people back. But the problem is a lot of these folks are not being paid because they're considered freelancers but they, because they don't actually work for the teams. They work for Fox Sports, so they were let go. And B.A., Brian Anderson has been going, stepping up to the plate for these guys. He spoke out about this in defense of these people and their jobs, and he wants them to at least be paid during this time, and he wants, he wants Fox Sports to, to show that they fucking care about their employees, basically, which they're kind of leaving them in the wayside right now. So i got to give a lot of credit to Brian Anderson at this point. I mean, I'm not a fan of Jerry Augustine. I don't really like Craig Gashan. Dario Melendez, he's good. I mean, these are all people that you know we're used to seeing every night, and that they do good work for the team, whether or not we particularly like their analysis and stuff. But it's kind of a shame that Fox Sports would knock all these people off. I mean, this is a Fox is as big as any production company in the world. Yeah, they 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 feel the need, and I, I bet this is happening all around. But BA especially spoke out about the people working for the Bucks and the Brewers, or working in tandem with the Bucks and the Brewers with this. And it's 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 really kind of weird that they would just leave these guys high and dry who who work so hard for the team on a daily basis. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Um, shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I guess if you're going to play devil's advocate, if you're Fox Sports, no, no, they should have a severance package. They should have some sort of backup plan. Well, uh, let them, I mean... They, if they file unemployment, Fox still got to pay them anyway. Like, well, you pay unemployment insurance every year. You don't necessarily pay them directly. I'm not sure how that works in the world of broadcasting, but... I'm sure it's the same as any other unemployment. It's not like they're going to be paying them directly. They pay that unemployment insurance every year. And I don't know. It's just... If I were Dario Melendez or somebody, like, and I knew Fox Sports let me go, I'd just go look for other jobs. Like, fuck them. If, if this happens, it's something that's uncontrollable, I'd fucking walk. You know, like, I'd, I'd go find a different job, but maybe, I mean, maybe they bring these guys back and pay them handsomely when they come back, but it's kind of a slap in the face to these people that have been working for the teams for so long. It is kind of smarmy. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. Not at all. It's not at all. <clears throat> um, just to break up the monotony a bit, I want to ask everybody, uh, what food have you been stocking up on at this time? Nothing. Nothing? What's one food you can't um, live without? I haven't been stocking what? up on anything. That's business as usual for me. All right, all right. Grocery stores aren't closing, so why am I going to freak out and go run to the grocery store and buy a bunch of shit that's going to sit around? So you don't catch coronavirus from somebody that's irresponsible? What about you, you guys? Do you guys hear about the guy who posted a video about getting coronavirus and then walking into Walmart saying, I'm going to do what I want. It's my life. Did you hear about that? No. This guy went viral. He got diagnosed with coronavirus, and then, like, moments after he got diagnosed, he he went on live on Instagram or Twitter or something and walked into a Walmart and was like, I don't give a fuck what people say. This is my life. Like, no one's going to tell me I can't go into Walmart. And, like, infected all this stuff. It was crazy. Lock and load. Yeah, I guess so. There's a lot of stupid people in this world. What's one food you have to have, Kyle, at your house? 
chocolate ice cream, Kemp's chocolate malt shop ice cream. Good answer, good answer. Chris, I mean, Seamus, what do you think? Um, what's stocking up? I, I'm home two days a week. I shop when I get home. Right, Otherwise, nothing lasts. That was a bad question. The Packers are signing... <laughs> oh, my God. The, <laughs> That's a legitimate answer for I mean, him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I understand where you're going with it, but with my job, I'm only home two days a week, so I don't do a lot of stocking up. Where do you eat? I wouldn't stock up on nothing. What's the one place you eat all the time, then? What's your favorite place to go? Oh, I cook for myself. On the road? <laughs> no, when I'm at home. <laughs> Right. The Packers. When I'm, when, when I'm on the road, it's whatever restaurant's in the truck stop. The Packers are signing Devin Funches. <laughs> Wide receiver Devin Funches. So the Packers have finally made a, sign, a free agent signing after all the other receivers are gone, it seems, in the free agent market. And they went with Devin Funches. A lot of people are upset about this. Some people are cool with it because it's a name that we actually know. Um... Funches went out in week one of 2019 with a clavicle injury, and the Colts were kind of expecting it to heal, and it never really did, so we never played a game after week one of last season. Um, his career numbers are 164 receptions for 2,265 yards and 21 touchdowns in five years of play, well, four years of play, one year of being injured. Um, is this a good signing? Kill Kyle, we'll go with you. Yes, it is. It's... An, a, a wide veteran wide receiver on a very thin wide receiver depth chart. So he. Can I just say um, you're all stupid again? Sure. Okay, you're all stupid. Go on, Kyle. He, he, he's a lot better than Marquez Valdez Scantling and Jake Kumaro. And all that. It's not the guy we wanted. We all wanted Robbie Anderson. Of course. For sure. And that was really disappointing to see him go to Carolina. But um, I, I'll be even more okay with this if they get another free agent receiver, if they can find another guy. There's um, not really anybody out there. Not left. Not this left. I mean, who else is really even out there? I don't know. I really don't know. But it was sad that Emmanuel Sanders went to New Orleans. Look, New Orleans has a stellar wide receiver court. Now you add Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, they're winning a Super Bowl. You know, teams get better by adding good receivers. Carolina has got a good young core of receivers. Now they got Robbie Anderson to go with their new quarterback. It's it's just not fair. Like We need more from Green Bay for sure. But this is a start, and that's why I like it, because he's a big guy, and at least we have somebody now that we can line up alongside Devontae. Um, in terms of wide receivers who are still out there, I guess there is two. One of them, which I don't want, is Nelson Aguilar. He can't catch No, he's gone. He got picked up. Okay, what about Brashad Perryman? Uh, I, I believe he got signed too. Oh, because that's what I'm wondering is why why couldn't we get Robbie Anderson? Why couldn't we get, um, I'm sorry, fucking, um, damn it, I'm, I'm on three different topics right now. Um, why couldn't we go and get a big name? Why, why do we end up with Devin Funches? He's not measurably fast or athletic. He struggled to separate in man-to-man coverage. Between 2015 and 2018, only two wide receivers who had more than 300 targets caught a lower percentage of those targets. He had a 51.8% catch rate. 
2018... Which is garbage. Yeah, in 2018, he caught 44 of 79 passes, and he dropped seven passes that year. And I'll remind you, we mentioned this on the show before, DeAndre Hopkins has only dropped four in his entire career. Which is fucking amazing. <laughs> so why couldn't we get Hopkins when the market was hot? You know, why, why couldn't we make a trade for Hopkins? I'm just wondering why... That's why picking up Devin Funches does nothing for us, other than give us another guy who's going to drop passes. Yeah, good I, fucking pickup. Yeah, I think just making a signing, just for the sake of making a signing, because we need a what We're going to have to do good in the draft. That's all there is to it. Seamus, I want to get your thoughts. Okay, on which part? Devin Funches. Oh, for fuck. It's, I mean, five passes alone dropped against the Lions in one game. In one game. Wow. Against the Lions. Yeah. Crosby missed five field goals against the Lions. Well, I'm not defending signing Crosby. (laughs) That's a different topic. Yeah, that's a way different topic. I agree with you, Butcher. How are you going to base a guy's career on one game? Well, I'm basing it on his, his five years playing football. I, I really don't think there's there's any reasonable any reason to consider him a good receiver when he can't even get open in man coverage. He, he has a history of dropping passes and not being fast enough to beat cornerbacks. And, and I agree with you. Signing for the sake of making a signing is not what the Packers need to be doing. Nope. Y'all don't trust Goodkins, Goody? Not yet, no. No, I mean, we'll give him, I think it's fair to give him time. He got us to an NFC Championship last year, albeit it was the most embarrassing Packers playoff performance of all time. Um, so, But he did get us there. He won us 13, 14 games last year, if you include the, the divisional round. So there's no reason to, to not trust him at this point, but it's like, the Packers are, you know, the Bucks have come around. We, we're making signings. The Brewers have come around. We're making signings. We locked up Christian Yelts for a long-term deal, but the Packers still haven't gotten to that modern age of, like, you need free agent talent. You need to make signings that are They don't have a lot of cap space this offseason. They're paying Aaron Rodgers a lot of money. I mean, they're doing what they can with what they got. I suppose, but I think what they can do is... <laughs> a little better than Devin Funches. I don't know. I think they got to do better in the draft. I think they're going to have I think to. you guys are overreacting big time on this. Just wait till he gets on the field, and then we can shit on the guy if he's dropping five passes in a game in a Packer uniform. But, I mean, we have no idea what kind of player we're going to see because he didn't really play last year. And he was good with Cam Newton. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Number- oh, he was. He became a name. Because of Cam he Newton. Beca- he became a name. He became the Carolina Panthers' number one receiver when the Carolina Panthers were a mediocre team. Well, they went to a Super Bowl. He was on that team. And yeah. a name. That's true. He does have a name. So, I mean, maybe... Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe he will surprise us, but, I mean, all signs point to he's not really much to look forward to, honestly. I mean, maybe... What, he, what year did Carolina win the Super Bowl? They didn't win the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. What year did they go to the Super Bowl? That was 2015. 2015? So, so his, his catch percentage was 49.2 in that year. The following year, 2016, 39.7. With Carolina. Yeah, wasn't there... Yeah, I, I don't care. He, was, he became a name that in Carolina in the beginning of his career. How do you, how do you become a name when you drop 
forty percent of your passes. Doesn't matter. They were fifteen and one in two thousand fifteen. Not because they of won, him. They won games. I didn't say that it was because of him, but well, that, he, that's how you he become became, a name. He became a starting receiver on a Super Bowl team in his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and since then, he's had a Cam Newton who's been total wishy-washy. And last year, well, it doesn't matter because he didn't play. But I think with Aaron Rodgers' tutelage and to learn alongside one of the best receivers in the game in Devontae Adams, he could make a turnaround in his career. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible to, to think that. I don't think it's out of, the, out of this world to think that. True, it's better than Nelson Aguilar. And, and it, gives, it gives a second target, at least, because, honestly, Devontae Adams is out on his own right now. He's really out on his own in the receiving court. Right, we need depth. It's him or Valdez-Scantling, who is two years in a row proved that he's not the guy to, to back up Devontae Adams. No. And behind that, who else do we got? I mean, actually, Adam Lazard is good. But who knows? Lizard. If yeah, Lizard. The Lizard King. He's good, but, I mean, he had a chance to really step up last year, and he did towards the end of the season a little bit. But, I mean, outside of, outside and of that. And it still wasn't that impressive. And it still wasn't that impressive. So. He did have a couple of very important catches. I'll give him that. Yeah. But there were times where he was thrown to and just fucked it up. Which could, but that goes to, for all the other receivers. Right. Even Kumaro. Yeah. And I, and I actually kind of like Kumaro, but I don't think he gets enough playing time. Yeah, I... I don't think Funchess is the answer by any means. It's nice to see the Packers making the move. But I would have loved to get Robbie Anderson, honestly. He's a proven talent. I mean, in the couple of years he's played, I think he's a much better person you want to put your money on to gamble with. Um, let's try this, this uh, quarantine question again. What's one store you're most upset about being closed right now? Vape shop. Vape shop is closed? Okay. Anybody else? Um, the haircut, any haircut yes. salon. Sport clips. <laughs> You're kind of I'm really pissed. I'm pissed I can't get a haircut right now. I don't either because I do my own, so. Yeah, haircut's a big one. I'm trying to. Yeah, Dick's Sporting Goods is one for me. Like, actual sporting goods stores kind of tick me off. I was trying to buy some weights because there's no fucking gym. That's actually mine. The gym, obviously, is my store that I'm more, most pissed about being closed. But I've been able to get workouts at home. But it's hard to find any equipment because every goddamn store that does sell it that's open is completely out of workout equipment. So that's kind of a pain in the ass. And I'll give everybody one more question on this. What's the one event that's either being canceled or postponed that you're most upset about? For me, obviously, it's opening day in Major League Baseball. What about you, Kyle? Oh, it's easy. April 1st, AEW Dynamite. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to fucking go to that so bad. So, yeah. now I gotta wait till October. Yeah, how stupid is wrestling right now? Watching that shit on TV with yeah, no fans? It's hilarious! Yeah, did you watch I, WrestleMania, Brad, Kyle? No, I, I don't watch WWE. But, I do, I have seen clips of their shows. And like, though. Yeah. It is just pathetic. Pathetic. It like, <laughs> it doesn't, pathetic. wrestling doesn't work without fans. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work. Like, it's it a looks, soap opera. Is it, it, is? It, it is just total garbage. And, like, AEW does it a little better. They have, res, they have the wrestlers sitting out in the audience. So, like, 
it's not like a completely deserted thing. Like there's a crowd in the AEW shows. They're genius for that. But WWE is just oh, just painful. Yeah, I guess they're finally realizing how important the fans were to the product. Because yeah, I mean they did a WrestleMania. And I, how do you have WrestleMania without fans? Vince McMahon knows how important the re- fans are. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows. What about you, Seamus? What's the one event that you are most disappointed that is either being postponed or canceled as of right now? Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Especially this year, and especially after after we got done recording on Saturday, I got some news that the girl that I was dating, Amanda, had passed away. And she was, she and I, Bruins hockey was one of the things that we had. And I was really, we were both really, really looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, real sorry for your loss, man. You were dating her when she passed away? Or you had been dating her? We had been dating. Oh. That'd be real fucked up. Sorry to hear I mean, we were still cl- we were still close. Moment of uh, silence. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we're really sorry to hear that, man. Um, but Black Josh, to you, man. Uh, what what is the one event that you are you're I'm, missing the most? I'm right there with you with the fucking opening day. I've been looking forward to opening day for fucking since the fucking World Series ended. Yeah, me too. And now it's gone. And now it's gone. And I'm not going to watch any of these stupid replays on TV because I already know the outcome. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, like if, I, if I'm watching old games, like for, for instance, the other day I watched Mark Burley's uh, uh, perfect game from 2009. I'm going to watch like historical cool games or games that I haven't watched in the past, but I'm not going to watch. Uh, they're playing the NLDS game one. That's kind of a cool one from 2018 that they're playing for the Brewers tomorrow, but... I don't like it. And, like, the MLB's offering the last two years of games you can watch any you want, but, like, those aren't as historically significant. They're not ones that I want to go back and watch. For me, I like to go watch the old 50s. Like, for instance, recently I was watching Game 1 from the 57 World Series Yankees-Dodgers. But they're not broadcasting, like, you know, super historically impactful games. It's kind of... Yeah. It's just not the same. Broadcast... Broadcast the 1975 World Series, the Reds versus the Red Sox. I, let me go. Let me go through absolute torture because the Red Sox lost that series. But let me enjoy the fact that it was probably one of the greatest series base uh, fall classics baseball has had. I have watched some of those games. That was an epic time. The 70s, I think, to me, were the golden age of baseball. To me personally, when I go back and watch games and I look at roster sheets and stuff. Like those were the golden ages for baseball. In the, well, yeah, the, the, the Pirates of the seventies, the Reds of the seventies, the A's. Yeah, Oakland. I mean, even baseball. even upstarts. That was that was the ups when the late seventies was when the George Brett Royals really yeah, started Royals. to make some noise. Uh, Ozzie Smith and the Cardinals in the late seventies, early eighties. The Brewers in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, that's good baseball. It is. It is. I mean, those are the, those are the games they should be playing. I, don't, I feel like the MLB Network doesn't have rights to those or something for some reason. Because you never see stuff like that going on, on on there. They do, but they probably just figure most people don't care. 
I guess. It's kind of weird, though, because you should be, you should be, in this time, you should be educating the fans on the history of baseball, not just what's happening in, in recent memory. I'm not saying I don't yeah, agree no, I, with you. I do. Yeah, it's just, to me, that's just kind of, it's kind of odd to me. Um, NFL Game Pass is allowing you to watch football for, like, from, like, the last 10 years as well. Yeah. But even that. You can watch that Packers Super Bowl if you want to. Yeah, I've actually watched that one several times. <laughs> <Great game. laughs> if, if it's me, give me give me the Super Bowl forty three Cardinals Steelers any day of the week. That game was fucking madness. That's one of my favorite Super Bowls of all time, personally. I saw this stat recently online that I, that I just want to bring up. The only player who's ever had uh, Tommy John surgery to uh, win a Cy Young was John Smoltz. I thought it was the. Interval. You're talking when the Cy Young post. I'm, I'm sorry, Hall surgery? of Fame. So, I'm sorry, Hall of Fame. The only Hall of Famer who's ever had Tommy John surgery is John Smoltz. Didn't you post that? I, yeah, I shared that one. It was kind of cool. I, I had no idea. It's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. I, I really loved your when you posted up about Nolan Ryan. Yeah, that he had never, never won a Cy, Cy Young. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, we talked about that on the last show. Uh, people, if you want to listen, we, we gave a lot of really awesome stats on Saturday's show, uh, the Black Josh is Back episode, regarding baseball history. And speaking of baseball history... We oh, are, here we go! We here are, we go! We are down to number three, and it has gotten a little controversial. So I will give a quick recap of the top ten so far on Butcher's top ten greatest brewers of all time. Black Josh is getting his gun ready because I know... He gets pretty heated. <laughs> heated about these segments. But just a quick recap. Number 10 was Pete Vukovic. Number 9, Jeff Jenkins. Number 8 was uh, Prince Fielder. Number 7 was Ben Sheets. Number 6 was Raleigh Fingers. And his mustache. And his mustache. Number 5 was Christian Yelich. Number 4 was Cecil Ooh. Cooper, who we did on Saturday. Coop. Which brings me to number three on Butcher's all-time top ten greatest Brewers players of all time. And we'll give out the stats and see who can guess it. This player is a six-time All-Star. He's an MVP, Rookie of the Year winner, five-time Silver Slugger, and he led the, and he led the league in home runs once. He has a 298... Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun. My number three top ten Brewers of all time. So Ryan Braun, like I said, six-time All-Star. He was an MVP in 2011, Rookie of the Year in 2007, five-time Silver Slugger that was from 2008 to 2012. He led the National League in home runs in 2012. He has a 298 career batting average. That's a 298 career batting average, still a high batting average, nearing 300. He has 1,933 hits, 344 career home runs. 1,128 career RBIs, 215 stolen bases, and an 893 OPS. Just massive numbers Ryan Braun still has. He leads the Brewers all-time in home runs. He led the league in 2009 with hits and with 203. In 2007, he led the National League in slugging percentage at 634. In 2011, he led baseball in slugging and OPS. In 2012, he led the National League in runs, 108, home runs, 41, and an OPS of 987 in 2012. Through 2019, he was fifth among active players in career home runs 
in RBIs. He was 7th in doubles, triples, and slugging percentage, and he's currently 8th in runs scored of active players. He leads the Brewers in home runs. He's 2nd in, in RBIs for the Brewers all-time. He's 3rd in runs scored, doubles, triples, walks, stolen bases, and slugging percentage. Ryan Braun, number 3, greatest Brewers of all time. What do you guys think? Well, you're still alive. I have put Cecil Cooper above him. You put Cooper above him? Just for what he meant to the team? Yes. You don't think you could? I think you could argue that Ryan Braun has meant more to the the team that the Brewers, that he's been with the Brewers, than Cooper meant to the team when he was with the Brewers. And here's why. When Cecil Cooper was with the team, he had Yountain Molitor. When Braun's been with the team, he's basically had nobody until now. But the Brewers don't go to the World Series in 82 without Cecil Cooper. True. But the Brewers don't make the playoffs without Ryan Braun. Yes, they do. In 2008 and 2011? Probably not. I think so. I don't think so. Frankie Sabathia, Fielder, Hart, Billy Hall, T. Plush. Nope. Without Ryan Braun's production in 2008 and 2011, he led the National League in slugging and OPS in 2011. You take those numbers away and put on a, a, an average player, an average replacement level player, there's no way they make the playoffs those years. You needed Ryan Braun in those years. Yep. We needed his dope. You I can't. need some dope right now. There's no way. All right. I knew that that was going to come up. But the, the fact is, he still put up those numbers. I mean, you could take away any other player who's ever PED'd, and there's a list of a lot of them out there. That was a time that happened in baseball. He played. He sat his time in 2013. But the, the stats are still there. The effect was still there. We still made the playoffs twice with Ryan Braun on the team, and I could argue that we didn't make those playoff years. We would have, our drought would have gone longer and longer, all the way to 2018 without Ryan Braun. I like it. Killer Kyle, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's the third best brewer on the team uh, slash drug addict. Right. This ensures that I think I have a pretty good idea. I'm not entirely sure which way they're going to fall, but I'm pretty sure I know number one and number two now. Well, I think everybody knows who number one and number two are. It's the order that is more important. Um... So Ryan Braun's never won a Golden Glove. Cooper won two. Braun's got five Silver Sluggers. Cooper's got three. Braun's got six All-Stars. Cooper's got five. You take away one of Braun's because of the, the PEDs. Okay, I guess. Um, Coop led that league in RBIs twice. Ryan Braun's never done that. So it, the, this was the toughest part of the, 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 the list for me was between Cooper and Braun, three and four. Those were the hardest ones I had to pick. I think you could almost put them interchangeably, personally. Because, Seamus, you are right. Cecil Cooper was very... I mean, he sent us to the World Series, literally. Um, and he was just incredible in every way. I mean, you could argue his defense as a first baseman, he he had less of a value than Ryan Braun in the outfield. Because there was some time that Ryan Braun was a, a serv- quite a serviceable outfielder, albeit he never won the gold glove. And it can't be that hard to win a gold glove for a first baseman, and Cooper's got two of those. So I'd almost take that stat away. Um, Cooper's career numbers are, are definitely better, I guess you could say. Um, but 
if you take OPS in the in the consideration, Ryan Braun is killing it, and that's that's the ultimate batting stat as far as I'm concerned. And if you go on career war, Ryan Braun's still an active player, and he's at 46.8. And Cecil Cooper is, let's see, he's uh, 36 career war, and that was in 10 seasons. So Braun's got a few more under his belt, but his career war is exceptionally higher. And Ryan Braun is uh, third in Brewer's career war of all time as well, above Cooper. I think Braun was a clutch hitter. He was a very clutch hitter. And, he's, and he, you you got to take last year into consideration to it. He helped send us to the playoffs in that 20-game stretch where we didn't have Christian Yelich. We might not have made the playoffs had Ryan Braun not been there. Can you argue See, that? and now this is, this is where me being the old guy comes into play. Because right, I watched Cecil for a lot of those years. And he was a phenomenal player for the Brewers. Yeah, and, and go on. I, I I look at it as you say they could have both been interchangeable, and I'm still saying for me personally, because of the PED issue, I put Cecil Cooper above Ryan Braun. That's fair. That's fair. And and, and if if you want to make this a list, that's I, I kind of base this on stats, and and I'm trying to make it for impact on the team. But yeah, I haven't really taken into consideration the the PED issues and the fact that he hurt Milwaukee. He really did. He hurt our image. He's con- I mean, he continues to hurt us when we go to ballparks because people still take that into big consideration. Whereas Cooper never did that. He was an all he was an all around good guy, good baseball player. Never lied and stuff. He was a good ambassador for the game while he was here. But, but I mean, you have to, there's got to be some give and take. So, I mean, Ryan Braun has, like, 800 more RBIs. So, <laughs> in terms of, like, impact for the team, yeah, he hurt us in one way, but he gave us 800 more RBIs than Cecil Cooper, right? I, I, I see where you're going, but I'm just, like I said, that's my opinion. Yeah, I got you. It's a it's a good opinion. That's I mean that's why it was so hard for me to to make this dis- distinction between the two of these guys because they both have just monster numbers, and but I'll get uh, let's do this one quick. I just want to do this one quick. Had the PEDs never happened, is Ryan Braun going to be a Hall of Famer? Oof. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to make that. If yeah, he, I don't know. If there was no PEDs, if there was no PEDs, probably. I think he'd barely make it. He would not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but a two. He needs to win a ring. I mean, that would really put him over the top if he wouldn't have had all this. If they would have won a, a championship, no doubt. Yeah, and this, if he can win one now, post PEDs, that'll have an impact. It'll have an impact. I still don't think he gets in, and even if he wins a ring, unless he bats three thirty and the in the World Series season, you know. I, I just don't think there's any way Ryan Braun finds his way into the Hall of Fame. He's even alluded to that. He said Christian Yelich will be the next Brewers Hall of Famer. But if he didn't, if, he, if there was no PEDs, I think he'd be a third, fourth ballot Hall of Famer, maybe eighth, ninth, you know, in the, in the later, later ballots. But that 46.8 war really is something. That 893 OPS really is something. If you're kissing 900... 
for your OPS, you're a hell of a fucking player. And that's amazing that he's had his down years and that his numbers are still that high. That's the one thing that was most striking to me when I was going over Ryan Braun's numbers again is that he's still around 300 batting average. He's he's coming up on 2,000 hits for his career. He's coming up, I mean, he probably won't make 400 home runs, but he's up there. He's got some goddamn good numbers, even in the down years that we've seen more recently with Ryan Braun. So with that, Ryan Braun, number three, all-time greatest Brewers player of all time. Everyone good? Yep. Seamus, no, but I'll accept it. Seamus, you put Coop over Braun. Yes, I would. So you'd have him number three. All right, all right. Kill a Kyle, you good with it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, all right. Good stuff, good stuff. And with that, Five Tool Podcast, we're going to try to get a guest on Saturday if we can. We'll see what we can do. we got to get this Eric Agnew um, MLB The Show 2020 between Seamus and Eric Agnew coming up pretty soon for you. We'll keep you all posted on that. Keep, keep looking for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're active on there. We're doing polls. We're doing posts. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff all the time. With this pandemic going on, Five Tool will be here with you. Throughout it all, talking sports, talking baseball, talking food. We love you out here. And with that, 5-2 Podcast, we're out. Don't widen the plate.